0: This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Jen Piacenti. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host, S Drotar on Twitter. And of course, it is the playoffs for baseball, the postseason in full swing. One of the division series already concluded. And joining me now to, of course, talk about all of it is our baseball expert, Jennifer Piacenti. You can follow her on Twitter at Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N. T.I. How's it going, Jen?
1: It's going great, Sean. You know, we did pretty well on our last pod. Uh, We picked the ALDS winners at Boston Red Sox. We said we felt it in our guts. Um, even though it didn't make sense in our brains, So I was pretty proud of us.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, some of the – it was so tricky with what Tampa Bay was trying to do uh, because what they've done all year with that sort of uh, heavy bullpen usage, uh, it's it's one of those clever things that, that they had to really do during the regular season because when you're talking about that division with the Yankees and the Red Sox and, and big money teams, uh, Tampa Bay is not one of those. Probably will never be one of those. Right. So some creative management uh, gets them into the postseason, but some of that stuff doesn't really work as well in in the postseason, you have a very slim margin for errors, we saw, and the Red Sox take care of business and knock off the uh, top-ranked uh, the Rays. They were the number one seed, and they are out. So Boston goes back to the ALCS. Now, potentially joining them, Will be the Houston Astros. They could do that today. As we record this, it is getting to your first pitch because that was a makeup game due to the weather uh, in Chicago. They, they were going to play it on Monday night. They have to play it now on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, obviously, you you follow this Astros team rather closely. They have played very well in this series. On the whole, the White Sox exploded for twelve runs in Game Three. But uh, this particular game with McCullers and, and Rodon Rodan on the mound for the uh, Astros and the White Sox, respectively, this to me feels like a game that I, I suspect the Astros put it away just because I like the pitching matchup. But uh, Chicago has been a pesky team all year, and they may not go away that easily.
1: Yeah, this could go either way. I suspect it's the Astros as well. Now, Rodon has been very dominant versus the Astros specifically this year, but he's also been struggling with some shoulder issues. So we don't know how long Rodon will go. Uh, We also know that the Astros are particularly good versus lefties. So if he uh, shows any kind of a struggle, I think the Astros will attack. Also, I think there was a mistake made by their pitcher, Ryan Tapera, when he uh, indicated that the Astros must be cheating because they had the bullpen had a good game versus them. Uh, I think that is going to be, as my colleague at Sports Illustrated said, great bulletin board material for the Astros. They have been unfazed by anyone saying anything about it. In fact, it lights uh, the fire under them. So I think that was a mistake on the White Sox part. I think they should have been quiet and they sh- would have had a better chance if they hadn't said that. So we shall see um, if it does go to game five. Uh, then they're back home in Houston. And then, of course, you know, the Astros can cheat and win.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, uh, not gonna get, you know, I'm just
1: get- kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
0: Obviously. Yeah, I'm kind of not. So, <laughs> but yeah, it, obviously, this series uh, is pretty heavily tilted toward the Astros for uh, not only the fact that they have that one game lead that puts them in the an elimination driver's seat, but also because that fifth game would be back at home where they've been an outstanding baseball team. But obviously, this one needs to happen, and we'll touch upon that. Uh, obviously, if it does get to game five, if it does not, uh, well then we'll start talking about a Houston boston american league championship series but the ones that we'll be able to talk about today and as we record this of course some of the things are last moment changes but we do know about the brewers and braves game the brewers uh, coming in as the number two seed they have the third best record in the nl but obviously with the dodgers going into the wild card game they ended up uh, Being able to skip all that and and host the Braves, that's turned out to be a much tougher matchup than maybe anyone expected, even though the Brewers were seven games better this year than the Braves. Uh, The Braves have looked really good. They are bringing Charlie Morton back on short rest today to try to go ahead and close this one out in Atlanta because even the Braves understand you don't want to go back to Milwaukee for game five.
1: Uh, that's absolutely true. And you know, and we said this in our preview that the brewers are about the pitching and the Braves are about the hitting. And so it's going to be low scoring games and and they have been, and the Braves have been hitting better. Just, Plain and simple, which we expected them to, though not having big blowout games. So this has been a very, very good series. We got Eric Lauer going tonight for, or today, I should say, for the Milwaukee Brewers. And of course, you mentioned Charlie Morton. Now, Morton has the postseason experience. He went to postseason with the Houston Astros this year. He is 0-1. He lost that first game in the matchup, gave up two earned runs, but went six innings, pretty strong. It was a tough loss. They lost two to one. Lauer's last start was October 1st. So he's pretty well rested. It didn't go well, uh, but it's been 11 days. And on this season, he has an ERA of 3.19. So I think he could go five, he could go seven. You know, the difference is gonna be a little bit of bullpen management probably. I think Craig Council is better at managing his bullpen. Uh, The Atlanta Braves, though their ERA is just smidge lower uh for september october it, they have moments where they're prone to blow up and make big mistakes so i kind of see this going to five i think that milwaukee can win this one in a very low scoring game i think rowdy telez and omer and navarez will be the key they see morton well if they can get to morton and he will be on short rest as we mentioned and then they'll probably need to go to the bullpen i think this is winnable for the brewers now of course on the brave side austin riley's hitting well but really it's been about jock peterson it is jocktober as they call it you know it's interesting to me that both the heroics that jock peterson heroics yesterday and the kike hernandez heroics when they walked it out for the red sox both former dodgers right right? these guys know how to play in the postseason so one more small thing to look at morton's era is 3.61 at home versus 3.06 away you know a little worse at home not better out, Eric Lowers is basically exactly the same home in a way. Again, these are very small margins. Uh, the only thing I feel really comfortable betting is, is probably the under of eight and a half days right. under eight and a half. Uh, and if I were picking one, I would pick the Brewers to win because they're plus money at plus 125.
0: I do like that. I, I mean, the under is is a no-brainer. The most runs scored in any of these games in the series so far is three. So having it <laughs> sit there around eight, uh, I you know, of course, any game that can happen. But obviously, these two teams are, are both pitching well. The Braves have been spectacular. I mean, games two and game three have been shutouts. The Brewers mm-hmm. haven't scored a run since the opening game of the series. That said, I'm with you because I, I just believe this Brewers team is, is legitimate I believe they earned their spot I don't believe that they you know somehow skated to 95 wins they were in a pretty good division so I I think that this is a a team that has a lot of pride is well managed I do think they'll find a way to bounce back and when you talk about the the Lauer matchup it is kind of interesting because not a lot of Braves have really faced him when you look at the uh, the lineup that's expected for today only Adam Duvall has faced him even three times And in those three at-bats, he struck out twice. So they don't really have a particularly good record against Lauer. He's somewhat of a new pitcher to them. Uh, Only Mm -hmm. Freeman, Albies, and Peterson, as you mentioned, have even ever gotten a hit off of him. So that could be one of those advantages for the Brewers. I don't know if it's one of those where you're thinking about uh, strikeout props or anything like that. Because I don't know if I touch that at this point. But I think you can get out there and say, hey, is he maybe not going to give up a lot of hits? I would expect it, even though Atlanta. this isn't the old launching pad, but it's still a pretty good place to hit. But I, I'm intrigued to watch this game. I really am. But I'm with you. If I were, if I were taking my best guess, I'm taking that under, and I'm taking Milwaukee because, especially if you want to spin them together, you can get yourself some pretty good plus money for a team that was admittedly, look, they were seven games better. Um, Milwaukee doesn't belong in there by accident. Uh, they know what they're doing, and it does feel like after getting shut out two games in a row, I find it very difficult to believe it happens a third time. Agree. Well, let's head over to the other one. Of course, this has been the highlight matchup of the entire postseason and with very good reasons, the Giants and the <laughs> Dodgers. Uh, this this has been all over the place. Game oh. one, the Giants shut out the Dodgers 4-0. Game two, the Dodgers explode for nine runs and blow the Giants out 9-2. Last night, of course, the Giants finished another shutout. They have shut the Dodgers out twice in three games, but 1-0. It's about as close as you can get. Evan Longoria with the solo shot, that was it. Now, what though I thought was interesting about this, Jen, is last night, out of the Dodgers' five hits, two of them came from starting first baseman Albert Pujols. Mm-hmm. Turning back the clock, that kind of shows you to an extent, uh, give Pujols credit for performing the way he did, of a, how desperate the Dodgers kind of are offensively, which is strange because they're a great offensive team, but they have been struggling here in in this uh, in this series. Besides the one game in Game Two when everything went right, uh, this is a team who's been shut out twice in two games. That's extraordinary. I don't know if the Giants can do it another time here. And at least I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, goodness. Even as it stands right now, we don't know who's pitching for the Dodgers. I'm picking them tonight. To me, it feels like a no-brainer.
1: I'm also picking the Dodgers tonight. Uh, you know, it is interesting what you mentioned about poo holes in the hits. This entire series has been run by the veterans, right? I mean, it's right. Buster Posey, Brandon Crawford, Chris Bryant, the old guys, right? It's not the young kids doing this. And that's what's so, so interesting. And I think that's something to bear in mind, even when we look forward to our postseason picks that that experience. And I think obviously we don't know as we're recording this, how the White Sox Astros, series will turn out. But the reason why Astros are favored by most is because of that postseason experience. And that's something that just you can't really quantify. It just it is. Uh, So Disclefani 3.17 ERA uh, on the year and the Dodgers have seen a lot of him. So uh, and it's been very varied, including one game where he surrendered 10 earned runs to the Dodgers and then another game where he pitched six innings of shutout ball. So, uh, you know, that six-inning shutout was the most recent one, but we've seen him be very uneven versus the Dodgers. The Dodgers can get to him. I suspect, and and as you mentioned, we don't know who's going to start for the Dodgers. I suspect it's going to be a Tony Gonsolin game, and they're going to work through the bullpen. That is my suspicion. And they have a good enough bullpen to do that. Remember, these are the two top bullpens in the league. Uh, Giants actually a smidge better than the Dodgers, but, I mean, we're, we're talking... Very slight margins. Uh, the key here for the Dodgers is they have got to shut down Buster Posey and Chris Bryant. Those old guys, they are the keys to this offense. They got to shut them down. And I think they can uh, and they will make sure that they do. They will game plan and Dave Roberts will, you know, play all the correct pitching matchups. The Dodgers are at home. They're going to have the home team behind them. The world needs to see a game five. I kind of feel like this game, like you said, you know, we had shut shutout and then we had a big game, then a shutout. You're right. I do not think the Dodgers can be shut out again. I think this game is actually going to hit the over. Of seven and a half if I were picking again, a bit of a gut feeling, but I think they're both sides are due for a little more offense. And I know Slafani can blow up versus the Dodgers. So I am taking uh, the Dodgers to win this as well. And if I were picking another bet, I would pick the over seven and a half. I think this game, this series has to go to five.
0: I think it'll go to five, but I will I will take the under simply because both of these teams are, are very well managed, and when it comes to the bullpen usage, like you said, and they're very talented in the bullpen. Uh, plus, Dodger Stadium is one of the is really statistically uh, the best pitcher's park ever created when it comes to those wide foul areas and and of course the the that heavy air down there in L. A. So when I look at it, I do look at the under, but I like the Dodgers to win this game. I, I will say this: if early on the Giants get the the first run of this game and a lead, the Dodgers could be in trouble because it's human nature. As talented as they are, you're going to tend to press, and that will be interesting. So to me, the big thing to watch in this game, who scores that first run? Because I think it makes a big, big difference for those who are getting into the live betting side of it. I think that's going to matter a lot, but this is going to be a a great one to watch. I'm with you. I just think baseball fans deserve a game five, period.
1: (laughs) I think they (laughs) do. I think they do. I love a game five.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there we'll see. We'll be back on Thursday to break down uh, the baseball situation there. Of course, by then we will know who the okay. two ALCS teams are. We'll find out if that's Boston. We know it's Boston. We'll find out if it's Chicago White Sox or the Houston Astros. We'll know by then. And uh, we could be talking about Two game fives. If the Braves win, pardon me. If the Brewers win, and if the Dodgers win, we'll have game fives on Thursday. So we'll have an opportunity to either break those down or preview the upcoming NLCS as well. So uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. This is kind of where the rubber hits the road, Jen.
1: Yeah, this is it. I mean, isn't this getting fun though? I mean, I love October baseball.
0: Yeah, it is tight. It is tense. It is a lot of fun. Hopefully, you enjoy it as well. Hopefully, you enjoyed the podcast. So feel free to subscribe. As well, you know, tell your friends. Uh, follow Jen on Twitter. That's the smart thing to do. That's Jen Piacenti. Jen P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. I'm Sean Drotar. S-Drotar, S-D-R-O-T-A-R. If you prefer. We will catch you later this week. For Jen, I'm Sean. Thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.